entitled the message today, more of an exhortation, but still a teaching, of God. I call it God Encounters. God Encounters. You have to believe God, you encounter his presence, his power, his ability, his love. And, and in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, Acts 2, 17 and 18, from the Amplified Classic Version says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters, look at this, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And the Amplified Classic Version says that prophesying is telling forth the divine counsels. Your sons and your daughters. And it says, your young men shall see visions. Let's say what it means. What it says, visions. Divinely granted appearances. Can we say it again? Divinely granted appearances. It says, your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream. Let's say it together. Divinely suggested dreams. And it goes on to say, Yes, and on my main men servants, also on my maid servants, in those days I'll pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and predicting future events concerning especially to God's kingdom. And church, what a time, an exciting time to be alive. An exciting time to be alive. He says he'll do that. And the amazing thing is this, none of wage bracket has been left out. It's for all of us. He's talking about the youth. He's talking about the little young, the young ones. talking about the elderly. He's talking about every person, actually. He's, he says this, he'll pour out his spirit upon all mankind. Your sons and your daughters. None is left out. The pouring of the Holy Spirit, listen this, is available for you to encounter God on a daily basis. We're in such an exciting time as the body of Christ that the Lord is pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh, on all flesh. This is, listen this, very important. This is for everyone who desires to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. To everyone who desires. This is available, but listen this, your desire for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is critical. Something can be available, let me ask you something. Is salvation available for every man, every woman? Are all saved? Are all saved? Is it God's desire for all men to be saved? Yes, but not all are saved. Is it God's desire for the Spirit, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon every person? Yes, but then we have to know what is it that qualifies us to be partakers of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's available, but you have to desire. In other words, you have to desire, the, the word I'm going to use this, how thirsty are you? How thirsty are you? You're thirsty, you look for water. Is that so? Because you know, I'm thirsty. 
I am, I am thirsty. Go get some water. I am thirsty. There's the dispenser. I am thirsty. Get water. How thirsty are you? And then another one is, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? Are you hungry for the encounters? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty for the encounters of the Holy, with the, with the Holy Spirit? That has to be in our hearts. That has to be our passion. God responds to your hunger and to your thirst. There's a scripture I said I had a while ago. I said this. He says this. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. That you have to hunger for the things of the spirit. You have to thirst for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to happen to everyone. Anyone who doesn't desire and hunger for it will not happen to them. But we are those. We are those who say, I'm hungry, Lord. Amen. We are those who say, I'm thirsty, Lord, for this. In Psalm 107, verse 9, it, the, the Bible says, He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Let's say it together. He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. So if you are, you are, you are longing, you want, you are hungry, you know this, you'll be satisfied. You know this, you'll have, he'll fill you with goodness. Church, I'm telling you, the world has become more aggressive. You know, Tina and I have talked so many girls, and you know, she's a teacher. She teaches, you know, teenagers, you know, and in a girls' school. And I'm talking to different people, even in campus. Youths, we realize that in cam- nowadays, girls are so bold. No, quote unquote, bold, quote unquote, they'll approach other girls for friendship. I'm not talking of sleepovers. They were used to know that when you're growing up. No, for the agendas. It's becoming now more and more. They're becoming more and more, quote-unquote, bold. Do you know what we're supposed to become? Bolder. Like Apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation that you say, I am ready to say, to live for Christ, to testify for Christ, to be a great witness. But listen to this, that hasn't, doesn't happen unless you, 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 you start hungry, you, you hunger and thirst for his presence and to encounter his presence. Matthew 5, 6 says this, Blessed, oh blessed, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for what will happen to them? For what will happen to them? They shall be filled. So in other words, we are seeing from the scriptures, God responds to the degree of your hunger. He responds to your degree of your thirst. If you're not hungry, if you're not, you're not thirsty, that's fine. You see, nothing much will happen. Just that has to happen in our, in our lives. That has to happen. I, I think the, the fearful thing is when you know in your heart, uh, let me say it for myself, 
that I no longer hang and thirst for him. That for me is a fearful thing. I want more. I want to experience more. Why is that so? Because there is more. In fact, he says this, there is exceeding abundantly above. There is more. Oh, you've experienced his goodness. There is more. It's really, you have to cultivate that in your life. You want his presence. You want his presence. Comes out your cry. You desire that. I have to remind myself again and again the first time I encountered him. I encountered his power. The woman who prayed for me cast out devils out of me. But then the fifth day, I encountered his presence. And for the first time, I heard his voice. Never had I heard that voice. I heard it, and I knew I'd heard him. And he showed me, he started speaking to me concerning my future. And one of the things that he spoke to me, that, that was amazing. In my, my, my family, we didn't have preachers. None. Whatsoever. But he showed me I was going to preach. That amazed me. That really amazed me. But let me tell you something. On that Saturday morning, the Sunday before I had been drinking, this coming Friday evening, I've gotten an encounter with God. On Saturday morning when I woke up, I didn't care if anyone came around me and told me that God had not spoken to me. I knew he had. I had no doubt. Let me tell you something about God encounters. You will not doubt. You have experienced the divine. You'll not doubt. You'll know inside of you. And I've had to remind myself of that. And I've, I've to remind myself. I remember when I was hit by that presence. I cried. I cried and cried. You know what? I'm not ashamed crying in his presence. I've never stopped and I'll never stop. Just being in his presence, just and, and just worshiping him, tears coming out of my eyes because of that love. God, you're such a great God, and yet you love someone like me. You never stop that. You, you never allow that to die off. You want that hunger. You want that fast. As fresh as today. You have to have it fresh inside of you. I want that hunger. I want that thirst. I want him. I want him. In, a, in Isaiah 55, 1-2, the Amplified Version says this. I like the way the King James and uh, the New King James starts. It starts by saying, Ho! H-O. Ho! Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho. No, no. But ho! It begins that by, by saying that. I don't know what actually it means, but, but kind of I feel like attention. 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 Ho! So if you hear me say, ho, you know what that means. But it says, the, the amplifier says, everyone, everyone, say everyone. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy grain and eat. What does that mean? That's the scripture I saw years ago that you can buy without money. I saw that. I realized I can buy things without money. And it's happened over and over again. Mama Richard, 
Usha, it's so good to see you. I, you're welcome. I, I can buy without money. I realize that. Many people say, I'll buy this when I get money. I'll buy this when I get money. Do you know what I've said for over 25 years? I have it. I don't have to have money to get it. Amen? Some people just, just unless something comes through money, that they think in terms of money. You need to think in terms of the kingdom. You need to think in terms of provision. You understand? It doesn't have to be through money. You can buy without money. Okay. That's fine, but that's my revelation. You better say, I have that too. Uh, then he says, and you have no money, come buy grain and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Listen to this, how you do actually. Simply accept or receive it as a gift from God. That's what you do. That's the actual sense of, of, of receiving. You receive it as a gift. Whatever it is, you receive. What do you say? Lord, I thank you for that home. I receive it. Begin right there. Begin right there. I receive it, Lord. I remember I've, I've said that in several, so many things, and there they are. But it first begins by receiving in your heart. Receive. Accept it as a gift from God. Why do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your earnings for what does not, that does not, what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and listen to this. And let your soul delight in abundance. Remember the scripture that we read before in, go back there please in Psalm 107 verse 9. Psalm 107 verse 9. It says, for he satisfies the longing soul, and fills the hungry soul with goodness. If you want to be satisfied, if you want to be contented, is you must cultivate that hunger and thirst for God. You will be satisfied. Thank God for money. But I'm telling you, money, plenty of it, if you don't know Christ, is a disaster. Is a disaster. The, the cravings continue. It continue. I had someone being asked, so how much is enough? And he said, enough is enough. I was being asked that. How much is enough? Enough is enough. But to so many people, there's no enough. They want more. They keep on wanting. Have you ever known people that they keep wanting? Okay. I didn't get a great answer. Can marry the first wife. Desire to marry the second one. You'll go for the third one. You'll go for the fourth one. And usually people say like, what is the problem? The problem is they are never satisfied in their hearts. They haven't encountered God. You remember the, the Samaritan woman? Until she encountered Christ. And that craving was no more. John 7, 37, 39. Let me show you what Jesus was referring to actually. What Isaiah prophesied and what Jesus comes and says in, in John 7, 37, 39. He says this. Now on the last and most important day of the feast, 
We're about to go to Rosh Hashanah, the fall feast, actually. Uh, starting later, later this month, actually, in September. And now on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, what does he say? He called out in a what? In a loud voice. He says, anyone is thirsty? Anyone? In a loud voice, he says, uh, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And then he says, it goes on, he who believes in me or adheres to, trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture said, let's read that together, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water, but you're speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him, a savior were to receive afterward, the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified, raised to honor. But we know Jesus has been glorified, he's been raised to honor, therefore we are supposed to be full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit began on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost but, but much more will you experience in the, in, the last, in the last of last days before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. This is the time than ever before to have spirit-filled believers. I'm not talking about one time they were baptized. I'm talking about a spirit-filled life, and I'm going to show you from the scriptures, a spirit-filled life daily. Have you ever heard people say that, oh yeah, you know, that brother is born again, yeah. He's spirit-filled and talking, yet, you know, he's been sleeping around. He used to. He used to. He used to be filled, but he's no longer. You understand? He used to be filled. He cannot be filled in those acts. You know, he used to. So you can't say, you know, this thing about being spirit-filled, this brother is, has been, we know that you're spirit-filled and tongue-talking and it is going to sleeping around. No, he used to. He's no longer. He's no longer. Do not forget this. The longing that has to be there, it has to be a desire. The hunger and thirst for it. For the encounter. Do not forget, there has to be a longing. There has to be the hunger. There has to be the thirst that you have for the things of the spirit. I'm telling you, your life becomes like a sponge. You receive every place. You want the word to be sweeter? The Holy Scripture. Smith Wigglesworth is quoted, uh, you know, saying this, that some read their Bibles in Greek, some read their Bibles in Hebrew. I read mine in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> What's the difference? I mean, such an, uh, an apostle of faith, a British, in, you know, in the late 1800s and, and the early 1900s, and such an encounter, an educated, uh, semi-literate, uh, actually as an illiterate plumber, and shaked five, walked around by the power of God, shaking five continents with the power of God. He says, some will read in Hebrew, some will read in Greek. Mine I read in the Holy Ghost. 
the scriptures become alive, reading them by the Holy Spirit. What does he say? John 6, 63 says, The flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit who gives life. If you read the scriptures with the Holy Spirit, they always become alive. Always they are alive. In Psalm 63, so don't forget the longing, the hunger, and the thirst for the encounters. In Psalm 63, verse 1 to 5, the Amplified Version, let me go there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. He says this, oh God, you are my God. Honestly, will I seek you. My inner self thirsts for you. I'm, I'm telling you, that's being passionate. My inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where there's no water, where, where no water is. He's crying out. What is it? He inner self thirsting for God. Never allow that to stop in your life. And if you don't have it, today is a day. I say today is a day. Don't ever allow, if, allow that to die, to die off. There has to be. Every day, there has to be a, a hunger. And that's for that. Have you, have you noticed? Let me give you an example. Maybe you're watching television before the elections so that you may know uh, how the campaign period is going. And then during the elections, that's when now you are there throughout. And then after this, this past week, the whole week, you wanted to watch of what was happening in court, most in, la- in a language that you don't even understand, except my laws. <laughs> I said, you understand. And I've been to realize this, that actually, the more you open yourself to those news, the more you want to know. You know, there is this man in, in, in NTV. Yeah, what did he say? Uh, that is a lawyer, my brother. This is what you will say. There, there's something that he saw concerning Azimio. And, and you know, you, you, all of a sudden you've become a lawyer and you've never gone to any law school. <laughs> That's usually it. That's exactly what happened. You become an expert in something that you've never even had by watching television. You're wasting your time. Do you know what you're creating? The hunger for news. Do you know also what you're creating inside of you? A big place for an offense. Not an offense. Offenses. Plural. If you have been supporting, you are pro the petition, and you hear someone who's anti, you have an offense. You are full inside of you. You are about to explode. Listen, you don't live a spirit-filled life that way. You may say you are born again. I know you are. But listen to this. You don't have encounters. You have political encounters. But you will not have spirit encounters. 
you know the people in, in, you know, in town, do you remember they, they used to have, I don't know if they still have that, that bunge wa mwananchi? And you can be a member. And a tree, bunge mwananchi, you just participate. You know those things. You can be a member. Listen to this church. Your heart will be full, but not with the presence of God. Your craving for those things will increase. Like anything, like any program. I was, I was telling, we were in a certain meeting, and I, and I said, years ago, I think 2007 or so, we bought a decoder. I think 2005, after you gotten married and, and bought a decoder, DST, DSTV decoder. And really, I didn't know about Jerry Springer Show. You know, I no idea. Anyone who knows Jerry Springer Show? Why do you know it? <laughs> But anyway, and, and, and sad, you know, those ones you've just bought. I mean, when you got married, we didn't have a television. We spent months without a television. Not that we didn't want it. We couldn't afford it. You understand? And I think Tina's had been stolen. Was it, was it yours? Or was it yours? Oh, it was. Okay. I didn't have. I came just as I am. <laughs> I just didn't have it. I just as I am without one plea. But to get married, I had nothing. Anyway, but for months we didn't have, so finally we bought the first flat screen. But which had a tummy at the back. You remember that one? I'm telling you we are prosperous. They just started coming out. I felt prosperous. And then after that we bought a decoder. How many of you DSTV decoders one for the few of us? I joined the club. And that was prosperous. And then I went... Evening or so, afternoon, late afternoon, actually, I see Jerry's spring show. I thought, first it caught my attention, Jerry, like Jerry Seville. See, seriously, Jerry. So I thought, like, oh, oh, who's that? I always thought, what's that? What? Is this on television? Then I told, I told Tina, as long as we live for the rest of our lives, no such program will ever be watched in our house. Click, that was it. Never watch Jerry Springer show. You've not watched in secret, have you? No, she's <laughs> She's confessing, she's not. Never watch. You create a hunger for those things? Sure. Sure. Church, it's terrible. You create a hunger for such? For those shows? I'm telling you, it will take you a long way. Into damnation. But it, what does David say? Oh God, you are my God. Honestly, will I seek you? My inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where no water is. So I have looked upon you. Now his, his passion, his passion, his passion is one person. I've looked upon you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Is that an encounter? Yes, that's an encounter. In the power of God and the glory of God. Because, of your, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. That's my passion. My whole being. Now that's something. My whole being shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth 
shall praise you with joyful lips. Do you know where, 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 where joy comes from? From seeking. Joy, satisfaction, peace. It is a result of a seeker. You hunger. You thirst for him. You want him. We go over there and say some things here. Listen to this. this. This hunger has to be deep inside of you so that you can encounter God, his power, his glory, and that you can go out and be a witness. A witness. To be a witness, church, to be bold and witness is when you've encountered God. If we encounter his presence, I'm telling you, you want to tell everyone. I've done this every place. I found an opportunity as I'm telling someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. Every place. You cannot be a witness if you haven't encountered God. You cannot be. Let me show you from the scriptures. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says this, but you shall receive power and the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be what? Witnesses to me in Jerusalem. What is that? After the encounter, the power, the Holy Spirit coming upon you, you want to tell people about what has happened. Let me make a very important statement here. You must be conscious of the Spirit of God in you and his assignment for your life than the limitations of your flesh. I'll see it again. You must be conscious of the spirit of God in you and his assignment for your life than the limitations of your flesh. If you identify yourself with the flesh, you'll be a weak person. Weak person. None of us is perfect, but we have the perfect one. We have the one who comes upon us and that you came upon us, and he's the Holy Spirit. And when he comes upon us, the Bible talks about Saul, when the Holy Spirit came upon him, Saul, the first king of Israel, he says he was turned into another man. You never could speak in public, you can now speak in public. You never could talk to anyone in, any, in places, now you can speak to people in every place. Amen? What about the Holy Spirit telling you, you go to a lift. I like saying that one. A lift. And then he says, shout hallelujah. What will you do? I hope you will. You just shout right there, hallelujah. And, and you'll hear some believers say, amen. <laughs> oh, they, they do that. They do that. Amen. You must be conscious of the Holy, the Spirit of God in you. And his assignment for your life than the limitations of your flesh. Do you want to know that you are spirit filled at any given time? Do you? Do you want to know that you are spirit filled at any given time? Let me tell you how it will happen. You'll be more aware of God's unlimited ability living in you than your human limitations. When you are much aware of his abilities in you than your human limitations, you should know that. You're living a spirit-filled life. That's exactly what happens. The Holy Spirit. 
is in you. You are more aware of his presence. Even, even not spirit-led prayers, you can tell them. They, they, they start this way. Oh, Father, we are all weak. We are all like worms. Filthy. Filthy. I, I like saying it in Swahili. They, they, they are, there's a way that they put it in Swahili. This is sort of Baba. But we are chaff. Hatufai kabisa machoni mwako. Watu anyonge. Baba. Baba. And always those prayers go this way. Baba. 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 They never edify anyone. That's an indication right there. If I start hearing someone in a meeting that sisisotoanyonge, I left him. I realize that prayer is for him alone. And I'm serious. And, and Tina knows that. The prayers that I don't say amen to, I keep quiet. Then everyone said amen. No, not me. I'm not agreeing with all these things that you say. A spirit-filled life, you are more conscious of his ability. None of us is perfect. But listen to this. We have the eternal one indwelling us. His blood has purchased us. He's brought us into his kingdom. I keep thinking like, thank God I'm not him. You know, says You know, if if I were God, thank God I'm not. You know, say when someone says, and then you hear a voice, Tokenibas. Tokeni. I'm fi toka. Karima, if you, if you had God responding that way, say, oh, people, thank God, he's God. He's kind. He's loving. But listen, he doesn't want us to dwell in ignorance. He wants us to do, listen this, in Romans eight eleven. he said that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is in you. Is in you. To the two of you are the majority. Church is not a Sunday talk. It's the reality. It's more real than you can imagine. He's indwelling in you. What does he do? To quicken this body. To strengthen. To know his abilities. To know his power. And to keep that hunger and fast throughout. You just want him. You want to be a spirit-filled believer. Are you afraid of stepping out and do what God is instructing you? Then you, are, you need to be spirit-filled. You need to spend time and be spirit-filled. You start realizing this. Your inability is his ability. No wonder he says, I can do. When I'm weak, I'm strong. For his strength is made perfect in my weakness. My inability is his ability, and he's the one who strengthens me. I'm telling you, a spirit-filled life is bold. Bold. I'm talking about bold. I'm not talking about self-confidence. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, self-confidence. Uh, confidence. I'm talking about boldness. Depending entirely of, on God to make things happen for you, not the flesh. Entirely. 
You're not making, try making things happen for you. It's God. You say, if God doesn't do it, have you been there? And I'm not talking about, you know, I'm talking about this religious thing. Because for desperate, defeated people say, I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the reality of it. You have rested in him and you say this, unless God does it, I'm not going to move. I'm going to rely on him to make it happen. I'm not going to move. And you just stay right there. And he's your shield. He's your defender. He's helping you. There's liberty, church. There's freedom that comes from a spirit-filled life that cannot be compared to anything in this life. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You know what is? This is what I believe with all my heart. Every one of us, as we meet every, every, every meeting we have, every one of us comes ready, spirit-filled, we'll have an explosion here. Completely. Why is that so? We are members of the body. The Lord will speak to you and say, I want you to do this. You come with the praise. If we're shouting, you're shouting. You understand? You hear an instruction by the Holy Spirit, you're right into it. The Lord tells you, I want you to do it. You remember those testimonies of different, different ones? First, they didn't want, some say they didn't want to come to church. Listen, church, all of us can feel that way. All of us can feel that way. But can I tell you something that, that, that like Miss Ruth was saying about dishonor? Let me tell you something about dishonor. You know you're supposed to be in the office, an example, at 8 o'clock. You know that on Mondays, every, every, every day. And you know you have to be in the office. But actually, because you are supposed to be in the office, you don't wake up at 8 o'clock from bed saying, I don't feel like going to the office. You try it on Monday, I don't feel like going to the office. Uh, then you, you are called and you say, you know, I didn't feel like going to the office. And then the second day, your HR calls you and they say, I didn't feel like coming to the office. You know what happens. So actually, it's not about really feeling. It's about dishonor. We haven't been, you haven't been touched by the power of God enough to know this. That is not what I feel, but it's what I'm supposed to do because I honor him so much or too much, I will do whatever it takes. To do his will. Because many times, you know, if you don't show up in the place of work, you'll be fired. Huh? You know, I'm not a low, cut and dry person. I'm gracious. But can I give you some graciousness? Huh? Come on. You know, even the SGR train, if you don't show up on time, what happens? They leave you. They don't wait. You know, they don't wait. In fact, the most disgusting thing, I wanted to post it on Facebook, then I thought, ah, other people can post that. The most disgusting thing for me was to book on evening, Friday evening. I'm leaving on Sunday, Sunday night. So I booked on Friday evening. And then in the morning I was praying, then, the, then I saw something, and I know that was the Holy Ghost. 
while you were having to go by train the whole night, that was in June actually, why don't you change and catch a flight? I thought, oh yeah, I'll do that, Lord, yeah. That was before 6.30 in the morning. I was praying. I said, yeah, I'll catch a flight then. Instead of going, instead of going on Sunday night, I'll go on Monday morning, early flight, and I'll be in Mombasa in good time and spend the day, and the second day I'll be back in the evening. So I went check on the, their portal, whatever you call them. I think portal is the name that is really in the mouth of many because of this IEBC things. But, but, but I went to their what? Website? I went there to cancel my ticket and I booked first class, which is 3000 to cancel it so that I can get my 3000 back. I couldn't. I couldn't. Man, there's no place to cancel to get my, my money back. I tried. Few hours later, I tried. Finally, I called. Spirit-filled believer at before 7 in the morning. I said, I booked last evening and it's just a few hours late. I want to cancel so that I can get my money back. How am I going to do that? Unfortunately, sir, uh, you can't get your money back. It's less than 48 hours. I said, what, what do you mean by that? I booked last evening before 7. And now it's 6 before 7 in the morning. I can't get my money back. Unfortunately, sir. I said, I know I'm talking to the wrong person. But you are horrible in your systems. I said that. I'm talking the wrong person, but I understand your frustration, sir. But we are doing something about it. Do it. Oh, really? Anyone has ever happened to them? Just one person? Or you all? Uh, you, you all go to us Western, yeah? There's no SGR in that side yet. <laughs> but but, but listen, I, fe- I felt shortchanged. Why was I saying that now? You all caused me problems. Why did I? <laughs> you, oh, thank you. Look at this. But I, did, I didn't like it. I ended up forfeiting my 3,000 shillings. And, and not forfeiting, by the way, I went to that Proverbs 6.30 and I say, you are a thief. You've stolen from me and this is what happens. You will restore sevenfold. You cannot steal from me in the name of Jesus. I want my money back. But you think about how much money they get. But anyway, that's not my point. You know if you go late, you'll be left. You know, if you cancel less than 48 hours, you lose money. Listen this. We need to be aware of his presence that whatever it takes, we must be in. And do things by faith. When you have an impression, kneel, kneel. Because one of them say, I, I felt the Lord spoke, you know, impressing me that I should kneel, but I was afraid of people. Listen, that's a snare. A spirit-filled person is more conscious of God's presence than people around you. That's such a good indicator right there. Listen to this. This move of the Holy Spirit is going to take your response. You will need to walk with other, others of like precious faith. When we gather in a time like this, you do not spectate. You do not spectate. You participate. Spectators don't get much. 
You participate. Lift up your hands, oh you people. Just lift them up. Just start singing to the Lord. Just do it. Don't spectate. You won't get much by, by spectating. John 2.5 says this, the Amplified Version says, his mother, remember the story of Jesus in the wedding of Cana of Galilee. He says this, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, let's say it, whatever he says to you, do it. That's a spirit-filled life. Whatever God tells you to do, do it. Is it, listen to this, I'm telling you, those promptings of the spirit, they're critical. I remember years ago, we went to a certain restaurant, years, years ago. And a friend of mine was a church member, he's still a church member, but he lives out of town. And he said, let's go over there and have some talk. We hadn't talked for some time. Sit down and fellowship. So we sat in an evening near our office in Westlands. And then, uh, then they, I saw the band. You know, they, they came. It was getting dark in the evening after 6.30 and they started playing and playing such wonderful songs um, to their wonderful playing, but not the songs. You understand? Wonderful playing, but not the songs. So then there's a girl who came and she sang and sang wonderful voice. And then the Lord told me this. Go tell her she knows she's supposed to be singing for me. I said, uh, okay. But Lord, the moment I stand from here, walking to that place, you know where they are, is the center of this restaurant. Everyone will be looking at me. You see, now that, that's right there. Not a spirit filled life at that moment. Maybe the food I'd had, but not the spirit. And I say, oh Lord, I don't know if I'll do that. Then the brother went to use the washroom. He came back, so we continued talking. Then I went to the vehicle. When he said, bye-bye, that's fine. That was, I think, 2013. Then I sat in the vehicle, and I said, I felt so bad inside of me. I didn't obey that. I said, I drove off. I just decided to drive off. And then, the, then I said, Lord, give me another opportunity. I'll do it. I left. I forgot about it. We talked with the brother. He called me and he said, you know what? Uh, we didn't finish our meeting, actually. We need to meet again. I said, fine. Do, where do you want us to meet? I think, Pastor, that same place is good. Let's go back. I forgot about what I said. Then we went back, got around 6.30, maybe after two weeks or so, I'm not sure. Then the band begins. Then the lady walks. Then she starts singing. Then I hear that voice. And I say, yes, sir, I will do it. Then I, I, told, I told the brother, a moment, please. They've taken a break, taking, I think, lemon or something, tea, with lemon tea or lemon water. And I said, a moment, I'm coming back. I didn't tell him what I was going to do. I walked. And I went there and said, excuse me, lady. I said, she looked at me, yeah. I said, I'm a believer in Christ. And about two weeks ago, we were here. And this is what the Lord told me to tell you. And I didn't obey him. And I asked him for another opportunity. He told me this. You know very well you're supposed to be singing for him. And she, I remember her name. She looked at me and tears in her eyes. And she started crying. And remember those guys, mem band members are around there. <laughs> she started crying. 
And then I, she, told, she told me, I'm a pastor's daughter. And I was raised up in church. And I know what you're talking about. I know it. I used to sing in church. Her father was a pastor. And then I said, then I had the next statement that, and the Lord says he'll provide for you. You don't have to worry about that. And I pulled out some money I had and gave to her. And she was weeping. And I, and I said, grace, obey God. And I left. And I said, I thought, God, you helped me. You helped me. I said, back and the brother asked me, what happened? I said, the Lord spoke me la- to me last time, actually. And I didn't obey. Thank God for another chance. Was that accurate? Accurate. Pastor's kid. She started singing in the clubs, actually. And there she was. I led her into a prayer, by the way, before the band. They're the team. I didn't care anymore. Listen, this, this, is what, this is what happens when you obey God. And you're living a spirit-filled life. When the Holy Spirit takes over, I'm telling you the truth. The moment you step to obey and the Holy Spirit takes over, listen this, you're no longer conscious of everyone around you or anyone around you. That has happened to me many times. When you step, the moment you're thinking, but the moment you say, God, I'm going to obey you, the Spirit of God comes upon you and you're no longer aware of people until that fact is, that, that fact is, is done and then you think, like, man, God, what happened? God wants you to obey him. I know even I had the individual giving a testimony when he, he never come to the front, to, to the altar here to dance. But the moment they left their seats and they came to the altar, that's it. They forgot. What? The Holy Spirit takes over. Listen to this church and I'm saying this. God wants you to encounter his power, his ability, encounter him and listen to this and obey him. Obey him. Simple obedience. You don't have to be a great evangelist. You just need to, to say, God, I'm going to obey you. If you tell me to do it, I'll do it. Wherever you tell me to do it, I will do it. Whatever he says to you to do, whatever he says to you, do it. Let me give you some things which I've said over and over. I've taught actually. But I'm going quickly and then we receive Holy Communion. I've, I've taught over and over again, and I'm, going, I'm not going to go to the scriptures, but I'll tell you something that can keep that hunger and thirst throughout in your life. You never feel you have it. You have enough. You want more. First, feed on the word of God on a daily basis. Daily. And I'm going to give you an illustration. When you are eating food, when you're approaching, you're hungry, and there's food in front of you. Do you expect to be full when you've eaten? Come on now. Do you expect to be full when you've eaten? Do you know that you're full after you've eaten? Yes. Read the word that way. Approach it. You know, approach it with this mindset. I know this is the living word of God. I know I'm going to be satisfied as I read it. I'm consciously going to look at the scriptures, and I'm believing God to be fed. That way, you will be fed. Reading the scriptures, you have to, 
to read the, the scriptures with a mindset. I honor this is the living word of God. This word is alive. This word will transform my life. And this word will satisfy me. And I'm going to read it. With an open mind. But if you go chapters. To finish chapters. Nothing much out of that. You'll be asked, did you read your Bible today? Oh yeah, I did. How many chapters? Four. Anything out of it? La, 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 la. The second one. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit throughout your day. Again, Smith Wigglesworth is known to say that, uh, is quoted to us as saying that, uh, I may not, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I may not be in one, one hour, taking one hour, praying at one place, at a, at a given time, but I don't go for 30 minutes without prayer. What does that develop inside of you? The consciousness of his presence. The consciousness of his presence. Every time. Every time you're aware of that. Now I'm not saying, you know, that you're acting foolishly. You know, you're going to, to the bus to now. Come on now, that doesn't edify anyone. You understand? Don't do those things. You understand? Don't do those things. People, people do that and it... Uh, <laughs> that's not even being spirit-filled. That's actually being foolishly uh, religious. Just, just live that spirit-filled life. And I'm telling you the thing about praying in tongues, you can pray under your breath. And sometimes you may have to wear your mask if you still have them. You wear them and just be praying. Oh, that, that time when it was mandatory to walk play, every place with a mask. And at some, you know, initially, like Miss Ruth. Miss Ruth also wore these masks. This was say, girl, would you stop complaining about <laughs> Because she'll feel all these masks. I said, now, it's an advantage. Let's start praying when you have them. Anyway, did you get over them? <laughs> she never did. I never did. But listen to this. I had to put them with this. I'm going around the shopping mall and I'm going to be praying. Until and I will go to a shopping mall. I have those masks and I'm going, oh, bro, they can stay back. No one will see my mouth just moving. Unless you came so close, that's, you'll hear me now praying in the Holy Ghost. But I enjoyed it, doing that in the shopping mall. And if I have to do it now, I'll still wear them and I'll pray around the shopping mall. But listen to this. You don't have to depend on the mask. You can pray under your breath. And be conscious of the presence of God everywhere you go. Alright? Be conscious of the Holy Spirit throughout as you pray in, in the Holy Ghost. And listen to this. This is an attitude of faith. But let, me, let me go to this scripture quickly. I'm winding up, you spirit-filled believer. Let me show you, I think I, I can get this. Oh, yeah. Let's go to, to Ephesians chapter 5. I'm reading from the Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 15. Ephesians 5 from verse 15 says this. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And then he says this. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Have you noticed? The days are evil. And then he says this. Therefore, do not be unwise, 
but understand what the will of the Lord is. Wisdom is equals to, according to that scripture, understanding what the will of God is. And then he goes on to say this. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. But be filled, can we have it from verse 18, please, from the Amplified Classic Version? Let's see how it says. Do not be drunk with wine. Now, I hear people nowadays, you know, they've become, they've taken cultures that we never had. Believers, they say, you know, a little wine for my stomach. They're doing that quite a bit. Listen, this church, if you're really spirit-filled and we are living a spirit-filled life, you don't need that wine. You don't need that wine. Do you know what you are needing, actually? It's not even that wine. You need to be spirit-filled. You need to encounter God. It's become common, you know, just the class of believers. Of course, I went, I went, I went to, to, to Germany to, to preach, and, and it was in a Baptist church. We went with Brother Maxwell. He's a, he'll, he'll be coming here, I think, end of this month. Anyway, then uh, we went in, and he was going to speak, to, to preach. Um, I was not go, going to preach because they all spoke in German. They, they didn't speak uh, English. And then uh, we went in, and uh, the brother who came, wonderful man, wonderful man, so Baptist church, wonderful man. He came, and he called us to the pastor's study, and he took us in there. And he said, let's pray. When he opened his mouth, it was like an ashtray. Our guy smoked. And, and, and he's the one in charge of that church, because those, they have no pastor. So they had to call Pastor Maxwell Arua to go and, and, and preach you know, some Sundays, because they didn't have a pastor. So he was the one actually leading that congregation. That guy smelled like an ashtray, his mouth. He smoked. So anyway, we prayed, and, and, and Brother Maxwell spoke, you know, in, in German. I was just there, seated. I was, I was understanding what they were saying. Then immediately, we had a cup of tea and all that. The service is short. Uh, maybe an hour, maybe maximum, I think, one and a half hours. I think it was only an hour. Then we had a cup of tea. There are refreshments. That's the time of just people drinking tea and on different refreshments and all that. We sang a song with Maxwell. And then uh, a certain lady came after the service. She came and she's speaking German. She's looking at me. So I'm looking at her. I say, would you please interpret for, for, for me? And, and a certain young man did. And he, he said, the, the lady is asking you, do you have the CD of the song that you've sung? Do you all have CDs? I thought we didn't have any CD. We just sang a song. You need to record. I thought, okay, fine. So Maxwell keeps telling me, you need to come back. We record our CD. And <laughs> but listen to this. Immediately, we came out of, you know, like at the door there. Immediately outside. Several now are with cigarettes. Smoking. The culture. The culture. You think that's a spirit-filled life? You think you live a spirit-filled life that way? Listen to this. You may be smoking and all that. There's power of God today here to set you free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You may have any form of addiction. Today is your power for deliverance. And we have even Holy Communion. You don't have to. You don't have to be a slave of any of those. Listen to this. And do not get drunk quickly with wine, for that is debauchery. But ever... Ever, ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. 
Now go to the next one. Look, look at this. This is how a spirit-filled life actually does. We know your spirit-filled. This is what happened. Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Do you want to know a spirit-filled person? You'll hear them sing. And sometimes just, uh, just in your heart, the Bible says, offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the Lord. Have you ever woken up when the song is just in your heart? And you start responding to that song and you start realizing, I'm getting even filled. You understand that? That's a spirit-filled life. Ever, ever, you know that there's a song in your heart. When you say, like, come on, sing to the Lord, it's right inside. Sing to him a new song. It's just inside of you. That's a spirit-filled life. Let's go to the, to the next one. At all times and for everything, give him thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Do you want to know that you are spirit-filled? There's thanksgiving in your mouth. All the time. Oh, this, this government... All this government, all this government, that's a dry life. Oh, you know. Oh, they stole our votes. Oh, they've stolen. That's, that, that, that's really, you'll be empty looking for votes. You understand? But your spirit filled life, you're thankful. You're thankful. Hey, come on. Whatever goes on tomorrow, the Lord is on the throne. Praise God forever. That's our hope. That's our hope. Thank God for Supreme Court. But we have a greater hope, church. Amen. I told you last time. I'm seeing you this, this Sunday. I'll see you next Sunday. Make sure you keep that thankful heart. Or else you'll walk in here. On Sunday. No, don't allow that to happen. Listen. Whatever the declaration tomorrow, shout the first response should be hallelujah. We're moving forward. I mean, that should be your first declaration. Let me make a statement here. The first words out of your mouth in a crisis, in a crisis, determines how long you're going to stay in it. The first words out of your mouth. It should be blessed be the Lord, our God, our nation is still in the hands of the almighty God. That will be my confession tomorrow. Pastor, what do you want concerning the petitions? God. He's in me. The finest, thank God for good governments. But the finest of finest of governments will never be your God. Let's put our faith in God. I say let's put our faith in God. Luke 11 quickly. Luke 11 and 13. I think I'll just stand up. I think that, that's the last scripture. Luke 11, 9 to 13. The New, the New King James Version. I said you stand up please. Oh, you didn't hear that? Stand up please. And you've been sitting for a long time, so... Now let's look at this, what he says in Luke 11. He says this. So I say to you, so I say to you, ask. And what will happen? It will be given to you. Seek. Knock. 
For some people who ask. For some people who ask. How many people? Those encounters are for everyone. Tim, you can start coming up. Those encounters are for everyone. For everyone who asks, receives. You believe in the faithfulness of God? Yes. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, So I'm talking about a hungry soul. A thirsty soul. God says that's what will happen. Let's go to the next one. says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? Come on. Will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? Listen to this. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more? You don't know the answer? How much more? Much more. Listen to what the Passion Translation says in the same verse. If imperfect parents know how to, to lovingly take care of their children, and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness on his children? Ask him. Go back to that axe. Uh, please, Axe. Welcome back here, by the way, Terry. We've missed you around here. <laughs> you shall be behind there. So sometimes I don't get. Look at this. So are we seeing that he can do that? He says this, and it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, that I'll pour out my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels. Listen to this, you're supposed to be prophesying. He says this, and your young men shall see visions, divinely granted appearances. God says, I want my people to encounter my power and my ability. And your old men shall dream dreams, Shall, shall dream divinely suggested dreams. And then he says this. Yes, and my main servants also, and my main servants in those days, I'll pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and predicting future events pertaining, especially to God's kingdom. It's available. So are we going to ask right now? I, I want you, right, everyone in the house, to just ask the Lord for the, to forgive you for the times you have grieved his spirit. And I'll just go ahead. Again, I just want you to participate in this. The times you've grieved the spirit of God, and you know in your heart, the things that you know are not in place. And then we start asking God for fresh, fresh in feeling of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Ask him. We ask you, Father. We ask you, Father, for forgiveness. Say it, Father, forgive me. Just go ahead. The times I've grieved your spirit. The time I've not responded to your spirit as I should. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me for forgive me for any area of disobedience in my own life, sir. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. I hear. I want to hear your voice in the house. Just speaking to the Lord and I ask Him to forgive you and cleanse you with His precious blood. If you are not born again, just open your heart. Say, God, today I want salvation. I want to be born again. You hunger for him. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I need to hear your voices. You all are whispering. Listen, we are called Pentecostals. If you need even to speak in tongues, if you want to express that more, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. This has to be more, more desire, more hunger. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I hunger. Lord, I hunger. Lord, I hunger and thirst for you. For your presence. For an encounters with you. For the supernatural opening of my eyes concerning the things of the kingdom of God. Lord, I ask you, forgive me. Forgive me for every violation of your word. I'm asking you, Father, for your mercy. I'm asking you, Father, for your grace. I'm asking you, Father, for your mercy and your grace upon my life right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Now I ask you, everyone's eyes closed in the house. Everyone's eyes closed. Everyone's eyes closed. And, and say, Father in heaven. Say it, Father in heaven. I ask you to forgive me. For the times I have been, diso- I have been disobedient. Disobeying you, not listening to your spirit. I'm asking you, Father, to forgive me. I'm asking you to cleanse me with your precious blood. And our Heavenly Father, I have seen it's your will for me to encounter your presence. To encounter your will upon my life. I'm asking you, Father, to fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I say that. Right now, I take authority of every bondage. I take authority over addiction. I break your power now in the name of Jesus. The oppression of the enemy in dreams, dreams that have caused so much fear upon your life, I break that power of the enemy now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for the cleansing of that imagination. The consecration of it to your will and to your purposes. I thank you, Father, for that individual. The distortion of pornography that has affected your mind. I break the power of the enemy of you now. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your mercy. The fire of the Holy Spirit upon the minds, upon the hearts of your people and a a recreation of hunger and thirst for righteousness. For the will of heaven. And I thank you, Father. Go ahead, if you speak in tongues, go ahead and start praying in the Holy Ghost right now. Go ahead and lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't whisper, lift up your voice. 
Lift up your voice. Yendi asteba. Grande mangeda. Kelere shede bokuro de gere de badasiria. Grande mrede mangi asere shede bakore de bakaya ndamandasiri. Kekere de bakro shede bakaya. Rande mandastaya. Rande mandastaya. Rande mandastaya. Kolende prince de kesangiare de bokore shede bakaya. If you've never spoken in tongues, go ahead and speak for the first time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for filling the lives of your people afresh. For the fire of the Holy Spirit burning stronger and stronger in their hearts. And Father, right now we lift our voices together to pray for our nation. Right now, in the name of Jesus, go ahead and pray for this nation. Lift up your voice and pray for this nation. Pray for the will of God for this nation. Even as tomorrow this announcement is made, go ahead and pray for the will of heaven concerning our nation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for our nation. You have preserved this nation over and over again from the will of the enemy. And right now we declare it shall be so. Even as there comes this decision tomorrow from the Supreme Court. We pray for your mercy. We pray for your grace upon our nation. Upon every village, every homestead, every man and every woman, every child, every youth, every single person in our nation, Father, we pray for the mercy and for the grace, the grace of our God, of our nation today, Father. And we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. We bind the will of the enemy. Devil, you shall not have our nation. You shall not have our nation. Our nation shall remain in the plans of the Lord our God. And our hope is in God. Our hope is in the will of the Father. Our hope is in God, not in the political system. Our hope is in our living God. Father, we do thank you for preserving us again and shielding us again from the plans of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen.